Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. Listening to 90.7 FM KALX. I'm Franklin, and this is Berkeley Crocs. That's right. It's the weekly look at the world of science and technology. I'm Vikram Kulkarni. Coming up on the special Macworld edition, Mr. John Phillips from MacLife talks about their mag- new magazine, and Phone Valley introduces a new product. So stay tuned for all of this, plus the world famous question of the week, right here on Berkeley Crocs. I'm Frank Ling. And I am Charles Lee. Wait, no, you're not. Oh, that's right. I am Vikram Kulkarni. Yeah, the man from the street. Welcome back. Yes, I'm back on the show. Hi, Frank. Hey, so uh, what's happening this week in uh, science and technology? Well, we all know about the big iPhone. Uh, we saw that yesterday at Macworld. Right, that, that is the big news. Huh? It's like uh, taking the world by storm. Yeah, I'm, I checked out the website, and it is really cool. I I don't think I have the cash for it yet, but... It is a little I, pricey, though. It's yeah. Like, it's like four ninety nine for the uh, base model or something like that. Yeah, I think it is. It's, uh, but, I, you know, it's, if you're going to buy an iPod anyways, you might as well buy this thing. Right, because you're just adding a PDA to it, right? And, I mean, I guess yeah. an advanced PDA with, uh, you know, reasonable functionality. The, and, you know, and you don't have to deal with the whole keyboard thing and I think uh, it's really tough because then uh, especially the the zoom part like you mentioned where you can just zoom in on whatever you want and I think when you do your iPod albums you can flip through the albums with your phone right fingers and stuff right uh, I I can impress a few girls like that yeah so that that (laughs) is like the big news coming out uh, for the Mac world but I guess a little bit later on we'll have a um, couple of guests talking about some of the uh, more current trends which are going on. Uh, we have uh, Mr. John Phillips from MacLife and then also uh, the president of Phone Valet to talk about answering a system for your phone. So we'll certainly look forward to that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, what else is uh, really cool in science this week? Well, I don't know. I was checking out that the Eagle Nebula, if you remember that, that trip, huge space photos. Uh-huh. And apparently there is some news I checked out on Yahoo that it is actually blown up 
6,000 years ago. However, the light we are getting is from 7,000 light years ago. So uh, it, it happened in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, huh? It, it happened, you know, 6,000 years ago they were gone. However, since it's 7,000 light years away, we are seeing what was around 7,000 years ago. So apparently uh, they're seeing, detecting some supernova blasts now, which helps them predict that. It basically went away 6,000 years ago. Oh, okay. So this means cool. there's an offset of a thousand that we finally uh, account for, huh? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So, I mean, we can still see it for another thousand years where it has been gone for 6,000 years. Okay. So. Certainly good stuff. And um, we'll certainly uh, hear more about But this week, uh, we're yeah. just going to cover the Mac world. So uh, stay tuned right. and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Berkeley Gospel. We're really excited once again with Macworld, um, with new developments from Apple and the uh, computing community. And with us right now is a very special guest, uh, Mr. John Phillips, uh, editorial director of the newly launched Mac Life magazine. Uh, Mr. Phillips, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. So first of all, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how this magazine just got launched. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh... I've lived in the Bay Area for uh, my whole life, and I've been in Bay Area publishing for about 20 years, and I've been with our publishing company, Future US, for uh, about 11 years, and I'm the editorial director for all our tech magazines, so ultimately I'm in charge of all the company that we had uh, via the Mac Addict name. And so really, uh, the, the message now is that um, Mac a Mac magazine is an integral part of your entire life, and thus Mac Life. It's a, just a much more uh, mainstream, populist, inclusive name. And so you probably observe many trends in the uh, computing and the technology industry. Uh, what are some of the interesting ones that uh, um, uh, you noticed these days? Well, um, I don't know if I would say these days, but in general, computing has uh, become easier and easier and so now it's much less about trying to get the computer to work the computer to work and that's certainly true on the Mac platform but and it's much more about um, what can I do with it uh, how could I use it for photography how could I use it to listen to music how could I use it to create music how could I use it to make me a better writer or a better business person um, and so it's gone from just basic office apps to sort of like this much more general lifestyle uh, slash creativity thing. Um, and so 
to tell you the truth, both Apple and uh, and Microsoft and you know and all the third-party developers, they're all you know aiming for the same holy grail, which is to create a single box that does everything for you. Um, it, it, so really, right now, it comes down to well, whose message and whose aesthetic do you do you sort of synchronize with better? And I, you know. Uh, you know, right now, both Microsoft and Apple are trying to uh, get people to view the computer as this sort of central lifestyle entertainment hub. And I think to a large degree, you could say that, you know, Microsoft sees Apple's success and they're uh, trying to capture some of that same magic. And um, as probably many people already know, uh, Apple did introduce the iPhone today. Yeah. So there is a uh, focus uh, among, you know, many different parties on uh, wireless and the mobile uh, lifestyle. Um, what are you excited about there? Well, I'm just excited about having a single device that does it all. And so this is sort of a no-brainer. Um, you know, a, a, a single device that kicks ass with MP3 or, you know, digital audio. I, I, I started listening to digital audio five, six, seven years ago, so to me it, it's the format is still MP3, but a, a single device that handles all my uh, phone needs. Um, PDA, digital audio, scheduling, games, um, to have that all in one unit, uh, that, you know, that is the holy grail of, of consumer electronics and portability. Um, you know, the Wi-Fi wi is everywhere now. Uh, you can, hot, you know, Starbucks are full of hotspots. Some McDonald's have hotspots. And so, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's just becoming much more ingrained in our lives. And so, um, you know, I, th I think the message at CES is going to be every new de device is Wi-Fi enabled. Um, anyhow, the, the point being is that the iPhone just sort of coalesces all these important features into one unit, and um, and you know I, I think Apple fanatics and people who sort of uh, fetishize the iPod are, are really going to dig it, and they'll they'll be buying it right away. But um, so the question is, you know, will the price be a barrier to all the other sort of mainstream people? Um, so details are still to come out and we'll be doing a trend analysis on uh, MacLife.com and certainly MacLife Magazine in the March issue. But uh, my initial response is this is a really cool device and uh, I have to ask myself, well, should I wait for this to come out or upgrade my, my cell phone sooner? But I have a razor that is falling apart and I'm on the verge of upgrading. The, so I really have to ask, can I wait another three, four, what is it, five months before? Yeah, I think June is the Yeah, uh, before iPhone day. comes out. And so that, that's the question on my mind. Um, but everyone came running back from the keynote to our uh, booth, you know, really excited about this. And um, from a magazine publishing perspective, uh, mobile technology is hot, and we're really uh, stoked to be able to put it on the cover. Great. Um, I guess, you know, the creativity side of yeah. computing. Uh, do you see any interesting developments coming out of Adobe or uh, well, Quark? Well, Adobe is about to release CS3. I got a call the other day from Adobe asking me to come to a two-day sort of like media workshop to show off CS3. And um, I can't make it, but I sure would want to come because um, uh, for me, CS3 is, 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 is just you know, such a cool product where you know, a lot of us are in the publishing industry in particular, we're very familiar with Photoshop, but to have a page design program that uses all the menus and palettes and sort of this interface language of Photoshop, um, and I'm speaking of, of InDesign, uh, to have a, that kind of page 
design program that does that is it just makes life so much easier. Um, Illustrator, now CS2, Illustrator had some really cool features. Um, one is live trace where you could take any uh, bitmap photo, you know, um, raster art, drop it into Illustrator, push a button and it creates line art out of it. And so long story short for the listeners is that you could take a photograph of me, you, anyone, drop it into Illustrator, press a button, it becomes line art, and then you could cell shade it, meaning you could drop solid colors into the various delineations within that piece of line art. And you know, presto changeo, you have comic book art of, of your original photograph. So you can make your own iPod uh, ad, huh? <laughs> yes, you could. Yeah, exactly. It has that. It has exactly that kind of like uh, outline line art um, that we see in the iPod ads. But um, anyway, the, the point being is that um, Adobe is doing really cool things with with their Creative Suite. Uh, I don't know what they're adding to. Creative Suite 3 yet, but I'm excited to see it. And of course, there's all the um, the Elements versions, like Photoshop Elements of, uh, of the Adobe stuff that are more user-friendly and less expensive. So that that's exciting. On the Quark side, you know, they were they were obliterated by by Adobe um, when InDesign came out. And I've heard the late, and I don't use Quark anymore, but I've heard the latest versions of Quark. Uh, have really met the challenge, and so I have not dropped by dropped by the court booth yet. I will later this week, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they have what they have to show. Okay, and I guess one of the um, debates is you know uh, the move towards sixty four bit computing. Uh, do you see any advantages of sixty four bit computing when you're dealing with graphics or any well, of these yeah, I mean, applications? The thing is, the applications have to catch up to the operating system, and so when you have sixty four bit precision. You know, in theory, everything is going to be that much richer. And I guess for for people who are not tech savvy, uh, just remember when Nintendo's N64 came out. Uh, so, 64-bit uh, precision in 3D animation offered a higher level of clarity and uh, you know spectacularness <laughs> compared to 32-bit gaming systems. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, if you if you look at 64-bit operating systems, it just means you know in theory uh, all your graphics should be better. But remember, the software that uses the 64-bit OS has to catch up, and two, the content creators have to have time to take advantage of of uh, all the tools at hand. And so it's one thing to have a technology that allows you Pixar level graphics, but remember, there's a, a team of content creation artists on the other end who have to labor away to make all this stuff look good. And so um, that's one of the reasons modern, just again to go back to 3D, uh, why modern video games have the production uh, expenses of big budget movies is creating this content is time consuming, expensive, and demands a lot of talent. Well, Mr. Phillips, uh, I guess we are running a little bit out of time. Are there any uh, last words you'd like to add about yourself or your magazine? <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about myself. I've been, I've been laboring on too much about technology in the magazine. But I would just encourage um, everyone listening to check out MacLife.com. Uh, we redesigned, you know, the, the leap from MacAddict.com uh, to MacLife.com is, is huge. And the leap from MacAddict Magazine to Mac Life Magazine is huge. We're much cooler, hipper, edgier, uh, streamlined. It's just a cooler aesthetic all around. And I'm uh, just super excited to be a part of it. 
Mr. Phillips, thanks you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. And we were just talking to Mr. John Phillips, editor of MacLife magazine. This is Berkeley Grox you're listening to here on 90.7 FM, KALX. Coming up, Phone Valet comes online. So stay tuned. This year's Macworld, a host of new technologies is merging between computing and telephony. Uh, among these is the uh, phone valet uh, produced by Parlian, and joining us right now is the CEO and founder, uh, Mr. Kevin Ford, uh, who will tell us about uh, some of their offerings. Uh, Mr. Ford, thank you so much for joining us today on the uh, Grok Science Show. Well, I'm delighted you're having me here. Um, so, first of all, I understand uh, your uh, product, Phone Valet, has received uh, numerous awards, including the Macworld uh, Design Award. Uh, first, um, you know, congratulations, and uh, um, well, tell us a little bit about this uh, particular product. Sure. It's a, a computer telephony product for the Macintosh. We include software and hardware so that uh, you can connect uh, the, the Mac directly to a phone line, a standard analog phone line. And then uh, we take care of that interface to the telephony world. So uh, we will um, help you identify who's calling so that you can get ready to talk or decide not to uh, take the call right away. If you don't take the call, we have a multi-level voicemail system. You can make it as complex as you like and make yourself sound like a mega corporation from your basement. Um, uh, we build a, a corporate memory of your telephone usage. We allow you to record calls. We log all inbound and outbound calls for you automatically uh, so that you can find them three years from now, uh, that, that discussion that you had. And uh, we give you some very powerful and accurate dialing tools, uh, either using speech recognition or just copying out the screen or any number of other ways. So pretty much um, uh, our focus is... Um, well, I mean, everyone else today, your interface to that, that huge telephony world is 12 buttons on, a, on the telephone keypad. And uh, we use text-to-speech, speech recognition, and a whole series of other technologies so that you can command and control that hu- huge universe in a much more intuitive manner. So that's called phone valet. Great. And um, how does it interface with, say, um, you know, Internet messaging systems like um, Skype or uh, AOL. Sure. Um, our target market is small organizations. Uh, you know, typically a, a small business. Uh, you know, one or two people, uh, where they have a couple of phone lines, at no phone switch yet, and uh, typically they'll have one regular analog line for business, uh, one for fax. They'll have a voice over IP line to call China. They'll 
they'll put up with the lower grade quality of voice to to save the money on the long distance calls, and they'll, they'll have a cell phone. And um, we um, do a couple of unique things. The first is uh, redirect all of your messages to our system, and uh, uh, when a message comes in on any of those medium, uh, it'll be logged in our system, and then we will chase you with it. So uh, we'll send you an email wherever you are, um, letting you know the date and time, name, number of the caller, and if you're email reader has the ability, uh, we'll also include a sound file so that you can listen to the message. So now you go from checking your messages on two different analog lines and a a different account on your voice over IP line and a different account on your cell phone line, and checking those several times a day, to checking none, because if a message comes in, we'll find you. Uh, The way that we connect to voice over IP is, um, uh, take uh, Vonage for example. Um, typical usage of Vonage is uh, they provide an analog telephone adapter um, so that you can connect your regular phones in your building to this box, which then connects to the Internet, and you can use standard phones as opposed to SIP phones or having to sit at a computer to make the calls. Um, there's lots of advantages to that in terms of you being able to use cordless phones and the whole plethora of, uh, of telephone technologies out there. but. Once you start using your analog phones to go over the Internet, um, you just connect our device anywhere along that analog part, and uh, we will do all of our command and control things through your voice over IP line as well. So in in terms of the hardware requirements, uh, do you need that modem uh, phone jack in your laptop, or uh, is this somehow included Um, with the the box you provide? We we decided to keep it simple. we don't have this big, long list of modems that are partially or completely compatible. Uh, when you buy a product, you get, uh, uh, think of it as a voice modem on steroids. It's custom designed for this application. And it has a few things in it that uh, typical voice modems don't have. Um, and so you just get the hardware that you need, um, and, we, and you connect it to your computer via USB cable, and you connect the other end uh, with a standard uh, telephone wire with an RJ11 connector on the end of it. And uh, if you have more than one line, you just plug our, our device into a USB hub, and on a Mac Mini, you could have six or eight phone lines being answered concurrently. Wow, that sounds amazing. Um, and how about with mobile phones? Is there an uh, interface with that as well? Well, the, um, the interface that we use today is, is, is simply, uh, if you don't answer your mobile phone, forward the call to the line that our device is monitoring. Um, now, we, we can also forward the call, like, for example, people call into the main number, and uh, one of the voicemail box options is to forward the call to uh, another phone line. So um, if you're not there and they select you on the voicemail box, they, um, we could cause the call to be forwarded directly to your cell phone, wherever you are. So we're going to do the voicemail for the cell phone. Uh, we're going to take messages for the cell phone if... Uh, uh, if you don't answer it, and we're going to forward calls from the main number to your cell phone. So it looks like the trend these days is um, everything's going uh, voice over IP, and uh, the uh, the uh, you know the traditional uh, uh, plain old telephone systems becoming more and more outdated. Um, do you you know do you see a future where everything will actually go uh, completely over the internet? Um, well, in, 
boy, how to explain that? That's a that's a very big question. Um, first of all, voice over IP is strong. It's going to get stronger. We're going to see more market penetration, but that penetration is not going to be 100 percent. And people in their homes are going to be reluctant to give up all of their existing phones. You may have several of them around, um, you know, and some. Mickey Mouse phone that your grandfather gave you, whatever. So the infrastructure in a small business with copper wire and regular analog phones and, you know, and faxes and all that kind of stuff, it's going to take a while before we replace all of that. Uh, that doesn't mean that we won't have an occasional SIP phone in there, and we also will have a PC that you can talk to as well. But every time the phone rings, you don't, have to, you don't want to have to run into the den to talk on the PC. So the $15 phones are still much uh, more attractive than the, uh, the more expensive SIP phones throughout your house. So we're going to see both for a long time, I, I think. Um, but in fact, I don't think that uh, the end consumer will care. I mean, for the, for the long time now, long distance has been digital. Um, and now we're talking about um, digital right through to the handset. Well. Um, does it matter if a person picks up a phone and they get good quality um, long-distance service and local service, the fact that it's voice over IP or, or going over analog line is completely transparent to the individual. Um, it's just voice. And the fact that they sit in front of a computer and talk using iChat, the voice components of instant messaging, back and forth between two other computers, that's just voice. And the fact that... Uh, they had to, didn't have to dial a, uh, a number. They just said, get me Bob, and it happened. Whether it went through iChat or whether it went for voice over IP or whether it went through the analog line system, don't care. The end users won't care. So uh, in many ways, you could say that a SIP phone is a, is, a, uh, is a way station on the way to just voice, no matter what the technology. And at the end of that, no matter which trunk lines you use, there needs to be an interface to all that technology. And Parlant focuses on being that interface. We don't care what the trunk lines are. What we want to do is, is be the thing immediately in front of you where you can just say, get Bob, and it does the right thing in terms of finding out where he is, uh, deciding on which trunk line is the most appropriate, uh, telling the communication system how to find them with appropriate phone number or SIP ID or IP number. Don't know, don't care. All I know is I want Bob. Go do it. And that's the place where, where Parliant sits and where Phone Valet has its greatest value. Well, Mr. Forrest, thank you for your time today. In a few moments, we'll find out what the Laplace Transform is. So stay right there.
Hmm, and you would have the answer to last week's question of the week. What is the Laplace transform? Hmm, mysterious the forces, but time invariant it must be. Hmm, under the Laplace transform, to the frequency domain it will, no longer time. Hmm, and simplify the universe it becomes. And so, the Laplace form it is. Hmm, good food, good food. Okay, well, very good, very good. It's not smell-o-vision, it's television. It's the color of your life. That's right. Four colors is all you need to color a map. Do you know why? Well, if you do, you can email us at grox at hotmail.com. If you won't win anything, but you just might bring a little color into your life. And that's all for this week's Macworld edition of Berkeley Grox. Make sure you tune in next week for more in the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here at Berkeley Grox, you can email us at grox at hotmail.com. For Berkeley Rocks, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Vikram Kulkarni. You can always reach us on the web at www.grocks.net. So stay tuned for more music here at KALX.